Disney Deciphered, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. On today's episode, we talk about changes at the Disney parks, including price changes and discounts for 2024. Find old episodes of this podcast anywhere where you find podcasts, and we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a positive review. If you'd like to support the podcast, check us out at patreon.com slash Disney Deciphered, where you receive bonus content like live trip reports. You can also support the podcast at no cost to you by using me as your travel agent. Get started by emailing josephchung at travelmation.net. If you have any questions for us, email us disneydeciphered at gmail.com, tweet at us at www.deciphered on Twitter, or find us on Instagram, Disney Deciphered. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Joe from As the Joe Flies. And I'm Leslie from Trips with Tykes. And welcome back to Disney Deciphered. So Disney dropped a ton of news a couple weeks ago, most of it bad. Typically, we like to wait until closer towards the holidays to talk about traveling in 2024. But there's just like so many changes, so many price changes, so many potential deals, at least at Walt Disney World and even some at Disneyland, that we thought that we would cover them. Because honestly, Leslie doing this episode is going to help me keep some of this stuff straight because it's like it's it's so much news it's a ridiculous amount of news but you know we've gotten used to it drinking from the fire hose these last couple of years with disney it's just the new normal yeah that's true that's true before we get started we did want to thank our patrons those of you who subscribe at patreon.com slash disney deciphered we really appreciate that and we appreciate your support so thank you so much you can check out our live trip reports there i think leslie i will release this episode while you are on your disneyland trip so um, that'll be fun for people and you can listen to what's going on with leslie and her family at disneyland but yes i feel like disneyland got more of the complicated news so uh why don't we start with disneyland what's the scuttlebutt over there what's going on how have they destroyed disneyland this time leslie it's always something joe all right so disneyland i mean the big news is lots and lots of price increases on tickets on magic keys which are disneyland's annual passes on a couple of extra incidentals so let's talk about those one by one and it it's going to start seeming very complicated and it is because of disneyland's one day tickets and let's start with that so disneyland has seven different tiers of one day tickets so seven different price levels i almost never buy one day tickets so like i hate looking at this calendar i'm sorry for all the locals and people taking those short trips in la who just want to hop into the parks for one day because it is confusing but quick recap Seven tiers of tickets, the lowest price ticket under this new price increase is $104 for a single park ticket. And this has been the low price since 2019. So this bottom price, it's only on, you know, a limited number of days of the year, Tuesdays in January, things like that, low season. But that is the lowest price ticket and it has at least remained that low. The highest price ticket for one day, tier six, with this new price increase is $194 for one park per day. And that's a $15, 8.4% increase over the previous year's prices. And I don't know, I haven't looked at the consumer price index lately, Joe, but you know, we're at a high inflation time, but that, that still seems pretty high to me. Yeah, I think it's, it's a lot and also needlessly complicated. I guess the question is for the end user, is it that complicated? I mean, bottom line is their price increases. 
and it's going to cost you more. But I feel like if you're going to Disneyland, are you looking at all these tiers? Or I guess the locals do look at the tiers and try to get the correct tier ticket. Whereas, you know, I'm thinking as someone coming from the East Coast, if I'm going to go to Disneyland for one day, whatever tier my day is, I'm stuck. Yeah, I think that's right. And that's who's paying the tier six days are the, the tourists who are just you know, tacking on a day at Disneyland onto other vacations, but it absolutely does affect the locals substantially. I mean, you will see the tier zero days on the reservations calendar at Disneyland. Those will book up first and people will be looking at the calendar wondering like, why is the Tuesday in January sold out? Well, that's because it was the cheapest day. So, so you do have to kind of think about that when you're planning your own vacations, making your own park reservations, this this local effect um, is in play. It's less in play when there's say, a SoCal ticket deal on the table because a lot of locals will snag that instead. But it absolutely is in play for a lot of families because that's that's all that's in the budget. If they want to go that one day to Disneyland for the year, they've got to grab the $104 price for so many, so many people given how expensive all those other days are, right? Yeah, definitely. Now, I think that what surprised me the most is, you know, it's not surprising that the two to five day tickets had price increases as well. But what surprised me is that the largest percent increase was actually at the four and five day tickets. Typically, you expect for Disney tickets, and this is still true, that the longer you go, the cheaper it is per day. But it's interesting that they have added some costs to that four and five day ticket, like it's like 15% ish um, for the five day ticket more than it was 15.7%, whereas the two day ticket is only going up 8.8%. So ticket prices increased all around. And then I guess the other funky thing is now park hopping is variable, which is, I, I think the simplest thing about park hopping has always been to explain that it's like the same price, no matter what, but now it's variable. Is it by date or by length of ticket? So it's by length of ticket. And actually, this started last year. So during the fall of 2022, there was a little bit of variability introduced. Park hopping became $65 per day for one-day tickets, but it was still $60 per day for multi-day tickets, which was really odd. You get a discount on park hopping for the multi-day. But this this time, now we have three different price points. The lowest price for park hopping is for one- and two-day tickets, $65 then the three and four day tickets, it's $70. And then the five day tickets, it's $75. I mean, still on a like per day cost, you are going to pay so, so, so much less adding park hopping to your five day ticket versus your one day ticket, of course. But, you know, it has gone up. It does introduce this extra. It's kind of a secret price increase. So they increase the price of the base ticket, you know, five day, but they also increase the price of park hopping itself. So you're getting hit if you're park hopping by two different price increases from two different places. Yeah. So, I mean, it looks like prices went up uh, across the board. Now I feel like ticket prices, if you're planning to go to Disneyland, this is like news that it, it sucks, but you know, what are you going to do? If you're going to go to Disneyland, you're going to pay the extra prices. However, the optional add-on that went up in price and will affect people as they're making the decisions about how they're planning their Disneyland vacations is Genie Plus. So what happened there? Because I still think it's a good deal, but it's definitely getting more and more expensive. For sure. So reminder, at Disneyland, you can add Genie Plus to your ticket as you purchase it for the length of ticket only. And can't do that at Disney World. So now at Disneyland, Genie Plus, if you want to add it to the length of ticket, is 
$30 per person per day. So if you buy a three-day ticket, that's an extra $90 cost if you pre-purchase it. But like it Walt Disney World, if you purchase it in the parks for the day of, it is variable. And so $30 is the bare minimum that you'll pay. But if you're going on a busier time of year, you can bet that it's going to be more than $30. We've already seen that during the busy fall break period. Several days have been $35. We don't know if that's going to be the max or if that will go up beyond. Stay tuned for Thanksgiving and Christmas week. We'll see what happens. So so yeah, that's something to keep in mind. So a lot of people are always doing this dance in their mind. Well, I can get the, the lower per day price locked in. Make sure it doesn't sell out as well, because that does happen on occasion now, too, if I pre-purchase it, but I have to purchase it for every day of my ticket. So that's kind of a no-go. Some people would rather, you know, three-day trip. I'd rather risk paying 35 or even $40 for one day and not be locked in for $90. I love that you can still, and again, as someone who's coming from far away, I love that you can add Genie Plus in advance, but this is just, an, again, a further complication of your planning. And I guess... Like that was the benefit of Disneyland. It was like a little simpler to plan as compared to Disney World, but I think Disney is making it more complicated. I do feel like across, and I'll insert a little bit of commentary here. I feel like across both Disney World and Disneyland, Disney is really trying to find that medium point where they make it cost more for locals and regulars so that they can make more money off of them while still attracting uh, outside of town guests, especially in Disney World, which is why we're seeing price increases at Disney World. But at the same time, you know, they're offering a bunch of discounts on hotels and things like that. So I, I think Disney is really trying to, uh, you can really feel that as opposed to when the pandemic just ended, it was just kind of like anything goes and like everyone's going to come. And so we can just charge whatever and don't even have to think about things. It sounds like they're trying to be more strategic, whether that strategy is good or not. I don't know, but that it feels like they're really trying to um, maximize max min, like every single pot potential lever that they have. Yeah. And you can really see this right now at Disneyland because fall break is a time when so many people like my family from San Francisco or from, you know, friends in Arizona, they, they take their fall break at Disneyland. So the, the mix in October, like around then of tourists versus locals shifts radically. There's so many more tourists this time of year at Disneyland and you feel it. I have a friend who was there last weekend for fall break. She was like, it was, it was too much. It was absolutely too much. And that's not because it was just more people than usual. It was because it was more tourists than usual. Everybody was trying to like max out their Genie Plus. Genie Plus sold out on the day she was there. She felt like she could only get three rides with it. She knew what she was doing. She's a magic key holder and goes all the time. So, you know, that's that's what you have to pay attention to. And, and it, this happens on both coasts, but it's just a totally different way that it happens. You know, Disney trying to, to achieve that optimum balance. And then sometimes the school schedules, no matter what Disney does, how they increase the price, how they cap the number of genie plus you know uh, allotments they're going to sell it's just going to be affected <laughs> by one group or the other yeah now the exciting thing is that disneyland announced that and this is where i feel like maybe they're trying to attract outside of town guests although this would benefit in town guests as well but they announced a 50 percent off kids tickets deal it's not going to go on sale until October 24th, which is after when we're recording this. But it seems like it's going to be pretty straightforward. It's going to be a straight 50% off of kids' tickets. And it doesn't seem like it is even 
linked to, I thought it was going to be like, you have to buy an adult ticket, then you can get a kid ticket for 50% off and do it all in the same transaction or something. But it just seems like kids tickets, at least, you know, we don't, again, we don't know the details yet. And if I find out before we release this, I'll insert that. But it, it seems like you can just buy the kids ticket for 50% if you need that, which means like parents can be magic key holders. Although I guess which parents, what parents, maybe, you know, blogger parents are magic key holders and then they get the 50% ticket off for their kids. So, I mean, that does seem pretty good. And that was like kind of the slight bit of good news slipped in with all these price increases. For sure. But we should note this kids ticket deal is during a traditional low crowd time. It's from January 8th through March 10th. So, you know, other than, you know, the couple of holiday weekends you have there in January, February, it's the rest of that time period is usually pretty slow at Disneyland historically. So, so it is a limited time window. I mean, that's actually the time of year. I don't know about you, Joe, that my family often doesn't travel. We don't get a full President's Week in, for our kids. And we don't want to like fight people just for the President's Day weekend or the MLK weekend. So we, we often don't travel during those two or three months. <laughs> so I doubt we'll be able to take advantage. But interestingly, you, you mentioned this this isn't going on sale until October 23rd. The or Sorry, October 24th. October 23rd is the last day that the ticket resellers like Getaway Today, Undercover Tourist, ARES can sell the Disneyland tickets at the old prices. The So people, I think this is purposeful. I don't think Disney wants people to be able to price compare the old prices, the pre-increased prices and, and, and the kids ticket deal, you know, necessarily when they're making their purchasing decisions, because for some families, it'll make sense to buy tickets at the old prices for the adults and then wait and buy the kids tickets once the kids ticket deal comes out. But because the details are a little unclear, people can't do a full apples to apples price comparison. Yeah, I think overall it will be fine. And it's only sickos like us that are really going to try to maximize that edge. Speaking of sickos, uh, let's talk about annual pass holders like myself. The other kind of news, which really doesn't apply to the majority of you listening to this podcast, so we're not going to run through price by price, but at Disneyland and at Walt Disney World, all annual passes, that's Disney World terminology or Magic Keys, Disneyland terminology went up in price. Um, And so I got burned by that a little bit because I was, you know, my, my, year is in November and I was just being lazy about renewing. And so, you know, it cost me an extra $50 or so, but you know, that, that is what happens sometimes. So annual passes and magic keys, they all went up in price. Now moving to Disney world, there were also some price changes and it was, I guess, a little surprising to me since a lot of times Disney world, they give kind of pre, you know, they give you like a week or two to know that there are price changes, but there was a couple things that went up in price, Leslie. So what were those and what are the new prices where we're seeing at Disney World? So theme park parking has gone up $25. It's now 30 per car. Uh, Memory Maker, which gives you all your photo pass photos for the length of vacation that went from 169 to 189. So a $20 increase there. But when prices go up, there also was like a bone that we got thrown, Joe. <laughs> what was that? That's right. Um, honestly, bread and circuses, you know, like I all day park hopping is coming back and it really papered over a lot of these, a lot of these price increases for me. Again, 
a sicko, but it's like, oh, all day park hopping is back. And we should remind you that uh, in case you missed the news, also park reservations are gone at Walt Disney World as well for non-annual pass holders. And even for annual pass holders, it really doesn't feel like you're going to need a park reservation for many days. And so it's pretty much like moving back to normal. Who knows? Like, I One reason why I wasn't sure I wanted to record this episode, Leslie, is like, I feel like in a month we might hear Genie Plus reverting to old FastPass type rules like you just you just don't know because like it just really feels like disney is like going back to the way things used to be but no park reservations all day park hopping is back and then all of a sudden i'm like what what price increases i didn't even notice plus you know i guess again as an annual pass holder the parking doesn't affect me i was thinking about it though for like a normal person i do think that the parking does make an effect if you're thinking about because we've we've talked about how you know the disney springs hotels sometimes they're around the same price as like a pop century these days especially which we're gonna get we're gonna get to you know there are discounts and we expect there to be more discounts in 2024 and then you have to worry about the resort fee and then some of the disney springs hotels you have to pay a parking fee and then you have to pay the parking fee at the theme parks which is now 30 dollars not 25 dollars. like this stuff is really starting to add up it makes me feel like Disney, you know, is trying to get people to stay at their resorts and keep them in the bubble, um, which is why we see the discounts as well. So that's kind of my analysis on what's going on here. But again, all day park hopping, I just bread and circuses. No idea what's going on. Didn't even pay attention to any of the price increases. (laughs) Right, exactly. And we should mention all day park hopping does not come back until January 9th of 2024. So this is after the holiday season. Sorry if you have a Christmas vacation booked, but, but this is very interesting to me because Disney took the opposite approach at Disneyland, which is they creeped that park hopping time back. It was 1 p.m. initially after the reopening, and now they've moved it to 11 a.m., and they haven't lifted that restriction at Disneyland. So I wonder if, you know, 11 a.m. was was less of a pain point for people. They could still park hop before lunchtime and eat in their restaurant of choice for lunch. And keeping that 2 p.m. was just too aggressive at Disneyland, Disney World. So they just had to decided to get rid of it entirely. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see if this continues at at land. I, I I don't know. I'd say I'm a 50 50 at this point as to whether this is going to be around for much longer. Yeah. It doesn't really feel like that big of a deal at land. I mean, 11 AM it's like, you it's, you're going to typically spend an hour or two at the park. And then it's only like one extra hour after that. But I agree. We will see about that. All right. So let's get to some of the good news. Uh, We've said it a few times, but Disney World has been pretty aggressive about deals in 2024. And in fact, I do not think they're done with deals in 2024. I think because I still see availability on the deals that they've already had, I think they're going to have to further discount things um, even more. Anyway, let's talk about some of the deals that are going on right now. Um, There's a early booking deal for up to 25% off of hotels. And that is just a a straight up deal that anybody can get. If you choose, you know, you don't want to choose the rack rate price. You don't want to choose the standard price. You want to choose, it's called the early up to 30% off deal. And then you'll get cheaper pricing. Just for example, in January, January 21st to 26th, five nights stay, four day park hoppers, two adults, two kids, Port Orleans French quarter rack rate is 41.59. And with the 25% off deal is 3856. It's up to 25% off. And then Caribbean beach is 4510, $4,510 
uh, for the rack rate and then a couple hundred dollars off uh, or a little less than $200 off $4,323 for the up to 25% off deal. So it's just better than a kick in the head. I found that there are less resorts left for that deal, but you know, getting Caribbean beach resort for a couple hundred dollars off and that's worth it. And that's a nice and easy deal. Not complicated. It's probably the least complicated current discount uh, Disney World that we're going to talk about. Uh, any thoughts on those? Um, how are those prices looking to you in January? I mean, I'll always take a discount, but it doesn't seem game-changing when you look at the total price of a vacation. Because a lot of people, I think, you know, are like, oh, 25% off your hotel. But these days with the ticket prices, <laughs> the tickets sometimes are substantially more than what the hotel costs. So just just keep that in mind. But, but yeah, I mean, I'm glad to see there are discounts and it does indicate that demand is still soft. Uh, Disney anticipates it to continue being soft. So watch the space for uh, additional discounts. So, so Joe, we should also talk about a deal that you and I never take advantage of. <laughs> Deals that surround Disney dining. What's the, the latest going on there? Yeah, so it's interesting you bring up that the tickets are the main cost because starting, I think it's November 14th, sometime mid-November, Disney's gonna put this package deal on sale that they're calling it half off kids tickets and dining. If it was just half off kids tickets, it would be lovely because you don't have to buy the dining plan. However, because it sounds like the way they're phrasing it, and again, they haven't released details yet, the, the way they're phrasing it, it sounds like you're going to have to do at least four nights, at least four days of tickets, but then you get, oh, and then you have to do a dining plan, but then you'll get half off for the kids tickets and the kids dining. That averages out for like for that stay that's a little over $300 per kid. Honestly, the dining plan savings isn't that much because it's like the dining plan, uh, let's see, I wrote the numbers here. The kids dining plan is about $30 for the standard plan and 24 for the quick service plan. So you're really only saving $15, $12 per day on that. But the tickets, you're saving, you know, the, the rack rate for tickets and especially if you get a park hopper, it's like $500, $600. So you're saving like a couple hundred dollars per kid, you know, the more kids you have, the better it's going to be, especially at like value resorts. When you stay at a value resort, the majority of your cost is actually your tickets. So if you're going to do four days of tickets, you're going to save a hundred, couple hundred dollars per kid. Now you're going to have to do like all this math because like, where are you going to get the dining plan, right? Because you're going to have to pay full price for the parents' dining plan, which is $58-ish for the quick service plan per day and $95-ish per day for the standard dining plan. So you're going to have to factor in, like, where are you going to eat that much food? Does the ticket cost its balance out? Further complicating things. I, I started doing numbers, Leslie, and I was like, you know what? I can't. I, I can't do these numbers just for fun. I'm too busy right now. If you want me to do the numbers for you, Joseph Chung at Travelmation.net, happy to do the work for you if you have an actual date. But I was like just looking at random dates and I was like, oh, my head is swimming and I'm I'm just planning a theoretical vacation right now. I can't do that. I should have planned a trip for myself and then I would have felt better about running the numbers. But that gigantic aside, put aside, there's also a dining card promo where if you book at rack rate, again, it's like five nights, four days of tickets. But if you book at rack rate, then you get $60 per day on a value resort for a dining card, $120 per day for most of the moderates, and $200 for a de deluxe. So you're going to have to pr compare whether the half tickets and dining for kids is better than that. I think in general, like I said, because tickets cost so much for your value and your moderates, it's 
that's gonna, where it's going to be closer to a better deal because the dining card is so low. But you'll have to see. And then again, you also have to decide whether you really wanted to pay for dining in the first place. Confused enough yet, Leslie? Yeah, yeah, no, and my brain hurts. And then, you know, I, I get excited about these deals sometimes and I think about them and then I'm like, oh, wait a second. I don't have any kids anymore. My youngest just turned 10. And so I think a lot of families need to remember that as well. They get excited about these kids deals, but maybe they only have one kid in the family who is a kid um, who is under the age of 10. So so keep that in mind because now I have a four adult family when it comes to Disney when I when I travel. So I guess they get the headlines, but it's actually a pretty narrow window that this actually moves the needle for, for a lot of families. And and my oldest, I mean, she's 14, so she hasn't been a Disney kid for a, for a very long time. Oh, Leslie. Yes, you're totally right. Like I was thinking that because like dining plan aside, you know, you save a lot of money if you get 50% off the tickets. That's why I think the Disneyland thing, even though it's in a dead time, like that's a great deal because tickets cost so much these days. Getting 50% off anyone's tickets is huge, but you're totally right. Kids are only three to nine. So I was thinking like, you know, if I go with my family, um, my 10 year old, or she's going to be 11 next year, like she'd get 50% off her ticket. And even if we had to get 50% off her dining, um, that would be fine. But yeah, you're right. They're adults. So you like you have to have super young kids to make this work again even though i am revealing that i am learning this on the fly <laughs> i promise you that i am good at this so if you're trying to figure out the math <laughs> to make it work for you uh you can reach out to me and i'd be happy to help but uh, yeah i mean i think that's the thing i do feel like disney is creating a lot of buzz with these promos to get people looking. Cause like once you start looking, you kind of like get committed mentally and then you end up booking something anyway. And I think they do there. They are going to be soft in 2024. We've been saying this for the last few months. It's going to be a good time to go because uh, it's just, I don't think the parks are going to be as busy. And like I said, I still don't think we're done seeing discounts. Yeah, I totally agree. So Keep staying tuned. All right. Well, most of this was about Disneyland, uh, complicated Walt Disney World <laughs> promos aside. So, Leslie, do you have a ticket-related Disneyland do or don't for us to close out this news-heavy episode? Yes, absolutely. So, Disney do or don't do if you are going for two or even three days. Look at the pricing for those annoying one-day tickets and price compare those with the multi-day tickets. Because I think I think a lot of people will be surprised to find out that two lower tier one-day tickets cost less than a two-day ticket at Disneyland often. And it's really bizarre. I just put together, I just published on the blog, so shameless plug, a guide to Disneyland park hopping where I did some of the math using examples, made my own brain hurt to make this work. But like, I think if I'm remembering correctly for adults, if you're going on a tier zero to a tier three day on a two-day trip, you're going to come out ahead buying one-day tickets. Now, this is risky because say you get sick and you can't go those days and you want to move your vacation. Well, now you've purchased a tier zero day. And maybe when you want to reschedule your vacation, it's not a tier zero day anymore. Whereas multi-day tickets, those are good any day of the year. So they give you a little more flexibility, but I'd only do this therefore if you're saving big. So like on those tier zero, tier one days, buy those one days tickets and save some, some money. But, and even it's, it's really weird, Joe, like take a look at that post because there are even times where it's cheaper to add park hopping to a one day tier zero ticket. <laughs> like it's crazy. It's crazy. Two days of park hopping. Sometimes you can add twice paying twice and still come out ahead over the multi-day ticket. Bizarre. I have a headache. 
we should get out of here. <laughs> it's too much, Leslie. <laughs> For sure. It's, For it's, sure. It's too I much. I made a spreadsheet. I made a Google sheet. So maybe I should share that somewhere. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. All right. Well, definitely check out Leslie's article. Leslie, where can we find your articles and where can we find your work on the internet? I'm tripswithtikes.com. I'm at tripswithtikes everywhere on social media. Where can folks find you, Joe? You can find me at As Joe Flies. And again, yes, if you're looking to plan a trip for 2024, Joseph Chung at travelmation.net. That's with an M as in Mary. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Hopefully, you are getting excited about planning 2024 travel, maybe to Disney World, maybe elsewhere. But now's the time to start thinking about it. Other than that, Leslie, thank you for taking the time to talk to me. And I will see you with your slide rule trying to figure out what the best deal is. Thanks, Joe. Maybe I should have gone with Abacus. (laughs) 